You're listening to A Very Moody Sports Show with Daniel Moody and Zach Whittington. Brought to you by Moody and Sons Electric. For any electrical needs, call Moody and Sons at 864-478-4328. That's 864-478-4328. Welcome into A Very Moody Sports Show. I'm Daniel, Daniel Moody. First time, and I'm Zach Whittington on episode 74. Oh, we got to peel back the curtain now. I messed up my own name. We got to peel back. <laughs> Look, guys, be aware. We had probably had a three tries on starting the podcast. Neither of us had our mic selected at the right time, so that was like the fourth time I had attempted to do that. Messed my own name up. <laughs> messed up your name. Anyways, episode 74. Four, you figured we would have this all down by now, but we're working on it still, still, guys. <laughs> but anyway, Zach, how's it going? I'm working on it still, bro. Still, <laughs> we're struggling. How's this it going? Is, this is hilarious because I will tell the viewers this. So, I've been on the record as a Fox guy. I have I have sung the praises of Cowherd all the way to Skip Bayless. To Nick Wright. I'm pretty sure I have complimented Nick Wright on air. Skip Bayless just signed big deal with Fox. What was it? Four-year extension. You know the I'm details? Pretty sure. I think it was like four-year extension probably. I think it was maybe like 60-something mil or something. Crazy. Jeez. Big money. That's, big money, man. That's hilarious. While we're talking about Fox, ESPN goes off in the background. But that's cool because that tells me Undisputed's doing well. And like I said, I'm a Fox guy. I liked all the shows. I never really liked the betting shows. I don't bet on sports, so I don't like care too much about Lock It In or uh, they changed the name of Lock It In. I think it's like Fox Sports Live now or something. But anyways, all of that to be said. Dan is the devout ESPN man. I used to like ESPN. Everybody used to like ESPN, but he stayed he stayed on the ship. But now he's on a pirate ship. I've set sail. <laughs> he has set sail, and so is the Dan Levitard show. They are on a pirate ship. They are doing their own thing. ESPN cut ties, and I, I have drank the Kool Aid at this point, Dan. <laughs> I enjoy the Dan Levitard show, and it's funny. You said pull back the curtain, and you see a lot of mess ups, and like they're so ridiculous because there's like five, six people, and they're like having a great time. They're completely ridiculous. They, you say they all portray a character, but I think their characters have become their personalities at this point. I mean, their their characters portrayed off their personalities, but it's a group of guys. It's hilarious. They mess up a lot, and when they mess up, they literally dive into the joke. Even they point the mess up out. <laughs> like you don't glance over stuff. So it's I'll let you speak to it more. But I just have enjoyed the show. We were listening together, and it's okay to mess up, Dan. I'll. It's okay. not your own name, maybe, but <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the I appreciate the uh, allowance of me ha- having that mess up, Zach. But yeah, yeah you, I mean, you explained it exactly right. It's the fact that they dive into the mess ups when they're there. They dive into the awkward moments and whatnot that people actually would cringe off. I would say it's an <laughs> idea of doing live radio like you would do uh, the Office, you know, where it's that awkward, dry humor at times where people are like ooh, this isn't good content. But for some people, 
aka me and you, it's funny content. I think it's hilarious to sink into it because you all, in the reality, when you're getting sports media knowledge from any of these guys, from the Skip Baylesses, the Stephen A's, it's a gas bag, just like Dan calls them. It's a gas bag radio where I'm just screaming my sports take about how Kevin Durant is terrible, his rings don't count because he did it. It's all that. I mean, like, that is exactly what it is. Is and these people are like I said, Skip Bayless making millions of dollars for yelling about sports, and, and the, the man definitely ain't playing no competitive sports right now. I understand that, but uh, it it's also those shows appeal to people that just like the art of arguing, and it's not like arguing has to be negative all the time. Like it's debating, if you will, but uh, it's. They don't believe half the stuff they sit there and argue, but they have to fill a time slot, national TV, and that's how you get the views is taking hot takes and harsh positions. Standing on the opposite side of somebody's opinion, even if you agree with their opinion, you just got to do it on live TV. Riding it into the ground, you know, you got to, you got to sink with your ships, dude. (laughs) There's been so much Devin Booker love. I even commented on a thing and said, he scored 70 points in a 10 point loss four years ago and y'all love this man <laughs> Zach I'm, is gonna die on the horse that Devin Booker is not good that's mine if we need one it it's it's Devin Booker is not that good and people are now are like because Stephen A is out there sons second in the west what <laughs> what <laughs> it's before the all-star break get out of here bro and it's Chris Paul the team is the exact same. They missed the playoffs, and you added Chris Paul. It's the point god. That's a fair argument. I respect the argument. Devin Booker, I do believe, is good, but I do you got love, Jay Crowder. I do love the idea, Zach. In like no. you know, probably Monty in like Williams. you know five, six years, maybe if the Phoenix Suns have won a championship that we're still doing this podcast and we look back at it and just have to be, you have to go back and be like, all right, I was wrong about it. I saw someone say Devin Booker will be the face of the NBA. I'm pretty sure Shaq said it. Devin Booker's the face of the NBA? I will buy stock, and this is regardless of me being a Hornets fan, I would buy more stock in LaMelo Ball being the future face of the NBA than Devin Booker. Devin Booker should have already been been superstar status. He's not superstar status to me. He's star and you got to be like the superstar of superstars to be the face of the NBA. You have to be walking around like Kevin Durant. If if LeBron James was not in the NBA, Kevin Durant would be the face of the NBA right now. That's listen. I'm not saying the man needs to be the face of the NBA. And we have. I thought uh, that was a ridiculous take. It's crazy take. And Shaq. I mean, obviously Shaq's gone crazy lately. As well, he he, he did just get slammed through a table. He got slammed through the table. <laughs> Candace Parker was pooping on him on the TNT Poop. show. Uh, you know, him, Dwayne Wade, and uh, I, I, it's not Ernie Davis. It's a different host, but Candace Parker also also there. Um, and then also saw, you know, recently Shaq had talked uh, trash about Donovan Mitchell saying that he didn't think they'd be able to do it in the playoffs. The Jazz, I mean, are dominating the league. Even though they're coming off a loss to the Sixers, Donovan Mitchell complained about the refing uh, against small, uh, smaller market teams. He didn't exactly say that the per se. He just sort of hinted towards the idea that, like, the Lakers, 
the the Celtics, all the bigger market teams are going to get better calls from the refs and stuff just because they're bigger to market teams, better for the NBA and whatnot. <clears throat> I don't know if that's true or not. Anyway, Zach, I feel like we've gotten very ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Devin Booker has in, inspired this podcast the past two weeks. I'm going to state that now. It's a, hot, it's a hot name right now with the All-Star draft on tonight, All-Star weekend. Face of the NBA. What? <laughs> 23, 3, and 3 is the face of the NBA? Listen, Shaq is crazy. I think we've determined Shaq is crazy. (laughs) Devin Booker, not face of the NBA. All right, all right. All All right. right. I say we just go ahead and stick with the NBA, though, at this point. All right, cool. Let's not dilly-dally. We're going to get on into it. We were just talking about the Jazz. They lost to the Sixers in OT, Zach. Uh, Do you agree with the idea that Donovan Mitchell says that the the Lakers, the larger market teams, the teams with the superstars, if you will, LeBron James, teams like this, the uh, Joel Embiid's, do they get preferred treatment from the refs? Um... I think Donovan Mitchell <clears throat> needs to realize he's still like only like a third or fourth year player, and you're talking to like LeBron's going to get more calls than you. James Harden's in Houston getting calls. James Harden's in Brooklyn right now getting calls. Like, it depends on your style of play. I don't. I I don't think you complain about getting calls when your record's like twenty two and six. You know, like what are the Jazz right now like overall? No, they're, like, they're the best team in the NBA. That's as what far I'm saying. As like, I don't right think... now they and I think they are playing some of the best basketball in the NBA because the regular season's really built off I think regular season basketball is built off the the idea that you can play passing the ball basketball, not just ISO ball with your stars. Where the where later in the season when you're in the postseason, you just gotta have people who can make plays by themselves. You know, but uh, so yeah, I think the Jazz just have a good team built for the regular season. This may be people have been talking about, and I think it's a fair comparison. The Jazz are mm-hmm. like the sixty-win team of the Atlanta Hawks, dude. A couple, you I know, probably like seven that. years back. Um, it's just that same. I was team gonna built say for regular season success, never could compete in the uh, postseason. Sixty-four wins regular season, and I was like, did they even get close to the finals? No, they got swept in the first round. That's almost... by LeBron and the Heat. It's tough. It sucks, man. I saw a highlight this week. LeBron's career high was like nine years ago, twenty twelve. He was wearing the black mask, black Miami Heat uniform. Guess who did it against? Just a guess. I'm guessing the Hornets yes, based the, the off Bobcats. the saltiness the of the Bobcats. Bobcats at the time. 61. And guess uh, Guess what else was this week? Carmelo Anthony's uh, anniversary of the most points he ever scored in a game, which was 62. Guess who he did against? The Bobcats. Yeah, he did do the Bobcats. Uh, it's so unfortunate. Well, Zach, uh, <laughs> not only does your team have some struggles, the Atlanta Hawks themselves are Ooh. have experienced some major struggles here lately. Uh, started the season at a ten and nine record, looking decent, you know. Overall, had a good couple additions: Bogdanovich, Clint Capella. Uh, so it was, I, you know, looking like it was going to be a decent year for the, the Hawks. Now coming into uh, out of February, they did not win a single game in February. Boy Pierce gets the boot, unfortunately. Uh, final record: sixty-eight and one twenty as the Atlanta Hawks head coach. Uh, Zach, do you think it's a fair firing? Now, obviously, I, as a fan, have a different, 
a different opinion on it as far as what everybody else is saying. But I think it's a fair, if you're looking at record alone, I think it's fair. Yeah, the record stood out. 60 and 120, like, that's not very good. I mean, I mean, unless you were super tanking at the beginning, but usually the tank commander does not get to see the full battle. The tank commander drives the tank, and then he dies a sacrifice for the next rebuild. You know, like, if you're... Like, same thing with Trust the Process on the Sixers. They had their coach that rode them through a little bit, and then they fired, and then they got the coach that made them a little bit better, but he couldn't get it done. Now they're fired. They're on the new coach, Doc Rivers. But, yeah. Uh, well, so, same thing. And I saw it. They're, like, turning into a race issue in the media, like, because there's all the discrepancy with, like, not enough minority coaches and then a black coach gets fired, but then your assistant coach who's black gets promoted. And then there's all this, like, complaint about, like, white coaches. I'm not trying. I'm just reporting what's on TV. There's, there's like, a conception that, like, there's these same couple white coaches keep getting recycled around the league, and they keep getting hired, like, Stan Van Gundy's now in New Orleans where he hasn't worked out a couple different places. Like, Tom Thibodeau's now back in the Knicks, hasn't worked out a couple different places. And then there's, like, not enough chances for black coaches, but then Lloyd Pierce is getting fired. But then you got Nate McMillan right behind him. So I saw something that said, Lloyd Pierce needs to give Nate McMillan his blessing to be the head coach for this not to be a race issue anymore. I was like, what is going on? What is going on? <laughs> well, actually, on on the fact of all that, I did I did hear the reports of that, and a lot of those issues that are coming from that stem not only from the facts of just the same premise in uh, NFL we see with the Rooney Rule they have established, yeah. um, but also the Atlanta WNBA team, the Atlanta Dream, mm. they. Uh, during the uh, recent elections had, uh, you know, they disagreed with the GM, the or the uh, I think it was the head coach or owner of the Dream. I'm pretty sure they made the owner and sell the team. Because the owner she was, ended uh, up selling the team because she was on the opposite side. You know, they were Democratic and she supported the Republican Party. And so, and she ended up selling the team just because of the pressure from the players and uh on them having to do certain things and stuff of that nature. And so there's a lot of issues as far as just in Atlanta, the political issues building on top of the team. But that also, uh, I don't think, I I mean, obviously it could have played a role. I don't know if it played a role. I think that really what it comes down to is Lloyd Pierce has become the scapegoat for the GM who, in reality, I'm going to say this, no, I've, I'm a big supporter of Trey Young. I like Trey Young. I'm a big fan of the what Trey Young does. He's going to be a perennial All Star once they, you know, we get past LeBron playing for ungodly amounts of years. He'll eventually get his opportunity to be an All Star, just like same with some of these old other players. But I think this is still the same GM who gave up Luka Doncic. For Trey Young, in in reality, we're looking at it right now, and we know which one's the better choice. We know which one's panning out so far better. Um, I think with some of the acquisitions, the Clint Capella acquisition, I think 
was a good one, but I don't think it's panning out as well, and that may come down to Lloyd Pierce and the type of system he's trying to run may not fit with Capella and the fact that Lloyd Pierce wasn't willing to transition that offense to fit Capella and Trey Young a little bit more. Um, But at the same time, you also have picks like DeAndre Hunter and John Collins who don't seem to be panning out as much as they thought that they would. And that could also be coming back to Lloyd Pierce, who everybody— I'm pretty sure DeAndre Hunter was the fourth overall pick. He was. And, well, and— That's a high pick. You pick Uh pick up Cam Reddish in the draft as well. And, like, these are players that have potential, but, and, like, Lloyd Pierce was there because he was talked to be a guy that could develop talent. He could develop the young talent, and he hasn't really done that. You haven't seen it with John Collins. John Collins has missed, you know— games multiple games the past two seasons for off-court issues not even like issues all like injuries you know off-court issues so it's come sore lord i think lloyd pierce is a big bit of a scapegoat but same time i think there is a legitimacy to the firing now as far as the race issues like you had brought up i do think that's something that's there but uh, I don't think that's something It plays, that plays more into that. what you said about yeah. the political landscape plan, of, it's more Atlanta of political and the landscape. Atlanta dream. Like, that's kind of what it was more referencing. Exactly. Like, you, you connected the dots on that. Exactly. But that's what I turned on and I was seeing on TV, and I was like, whoa, this got deep. Uh, replacements, though, coach-wise, who's out there? I mean, I don't know. I mean, dude, we'll have to see at the end of the season who gets fired and who becomes available because, you know – I'm assuming Sixer fans didn't think we're gonna, they were going to have Doc Rivers at the end of last season until he became available after getting fired. Mm-hmm. You know, so you got to wait and see who ends up becoming available. Because as of right now, the only candidate I know would be Lloyd Pierce, <laughs> and I don't think they're bringing him back. Oh my god! Unfortunately, oh my gosh. Um, you mentioned Tim uh, Tom Thibodeau, the owner of the owner of the. Tom still Tom Tim, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, he's got the Knicks at number four, Zach, in the East. Is this something that is this big media news? Is this something we should be talking about? Yeah, I want you to take the Knicks in one hand, okay, and I want you to take the Suns in your other hand, okay, and just throw them over your shoulder. They're forget useless. about them. Just, just forget about them. <laughs> useless to the conversation. Okay, well then, I'll see you in forty games. Talk, okay, we'll see where they're at in forty games. I do like that. Um, and then Zach, one more question for you. In the NBA, I don't know if you have anything else, but I wanted to know. Everybody says it. Obviously, this is a big conversation about the Jazz being really good this season so far. But do you think that the Jazz? Or do you think the Jazz are legitimate? Do you think they're a good team, or do you think it's it's playoff or like proven in the? Playoff? I mean, they're great, uh, good defensively. You got some scores. It definitely helps having Conley there. Hopefully, he's healthy in the playoffs. Gobert's got to stay healthy. Donovan Mitchell's got to stay healthy. Ingles has got to be balling. And then you got some Jordan Clarkson's good addition there. But, I mean, you're going to run into uh, Jamal Murray and Jokic. You're going to run into LeBron. You're going to run into Kawhi and Paul George. You're going to run into the Spurs, maybe. You know? Who knows? So, you're going to run into Zion? Like, what? (laughs) Are you that much better than any of those teams? I don't think so. <laughs> well, you said Jokic's name. That's the one that stands out to me. He had a fantastic game. They went to the Western Conference tri- Finals. Another triple-double. Western Conference Finals. So hmm. good. Him and Murray. I think Murray dropped 50 points in the playoffs. I think him and Murray, that pick and roll between him and Murray may be one of the most deadly we've seen in a long time since probably like a Kobe-Shaq combo Dude. of a pick and roll. Speaking of the Zion Devil, Lonzo. Oh. Look at Lonzo over there. 
Got the Heat going against the Pelicans tonight. That's solid. Uh, Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy Buckets. I like Jimmy Butler. Everybody Heat, likes Jimmy Butler. The Heat are a team that seem to be surging back. They struggled at the beginning of the season. They just didn't have the players. Everybody Stay was out injured. of my division. Go Hornets. <laughs> That's fair. Man. Um, I mean, the Hornets, <laughs> dude. Lamella Ball. I don't need the Miami Heat running. Lamella around. Ball, I'm assuming, has made the uh, you know up a, a rising star challenge. I saw Anthony yeah, Edwards he won also a rookie got of the it. month for a third month in a row. Jesus, he's going to win. He's going to win rookie, rookie of the year. He's by the far ball. and away. Anthony Edwards is a. Uh, hey, he made the up. Uh, he's star good, but like his team is so bad, terrible. So bad. The Hornets beat the Minnesota Timberwolves by like 30 points last night. I think the Timberwolves all honestly Oof. got him and knew they were going to be trying to tank still. Like, tank, you get tank him, commander. and they're like, we're still going to be tanking, man. Like, honestly. If they're the process. They're the new process. Oh, uh, they got to. But you can't trust the Timberwolves. They're on to be the drawing good. board. They don't have a process yet. They need to put systems in place. Well, Zach, anything else in the NBA? No, I'm. I'm just a fan. Just a fan. Just, I'm just observing. I'm just, just a fan. Just quick looks. Oh, man. Uh, Zach, MLB, we got spring ball back all wow. of a sudden. It doesn't – the fact that it's March, first of all, it's just good gracious, man. February disappeared, and, we're, and now into getting into the spring, we get the spring ball going, and then we'll get uh, into actual baseball in April. But, uh, Zach, uh, Braves 2 and 3 right now – do you have any concern? We had to lose a couple starting pitchers over the off season. You're just um, getting guys looks right now, so you can't tell much of anything. That's on, true. But. I mean, we, we secure a uh, you know Azunia for a long term deal, and so I think that's an ideal situation. But yeah, we extended definitely, the coach or extend, manager. Um, so we'll see what happens. But I think the most I think the Braves definitely can make a run into the postseason. Still, yeah. the Braves have reached that upper. Echelon. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for that. That where now it's contending time. So I mean, wow. you're you've broken the seal on the playoffs. So now it's time to get her done. Get her done. You not only broken the seals on the playoffs, but like you've already proven that like you can make a run in the play playoffs. Potentially, you just got to be able to cap it off. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, we had them where we wanted them. But we yeah. just couldn't finish it. Yeah, we we got it though. I'm big Braves guy. Hopefully, we can hit a game this year. Uh, Andy and Paul were talking Braves Rays, so Andy can get a little fandom in there too. We can hit the. T- uh, I think that was in July. So. I will be chopping if it's still allowed. If it's still allowed, we'll see what happens. I mean, see how we gotta see what happens. What's culturally <laughs> acceptable? <laughs> um. Well, that being said, we do have a few NFL announcements. Obviously, NFL, college football, not actively playing. Everybody's on their breaks, on their off season. But with the NFL, you do have uh, the end of free agency coming around, so people are going to be signing. Um, and you got to see J.J. Watt. Mm. Uh, he had a couple nights, a couple Zach. It was actually like a week of him doing late night posts of him trying to sort of edge the media on on where he was going, and never really gave an actual idea. And then announced he is going to be going to the Cardinals to play with Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, old former teammate of the Texans. Uh, what are your thoughts there on that? I don't. Th- I don't think J.J. Watt is as good as he thinks he is anymore. I think he was going for, like, all that cryptic, cryptic 
tweeting and stuff and subtweeting and trying to be all snazzy and stuff. I'm like, dude, you're like, you like get hurt all the time. And you're like mostly a big name rather than like producing. Like, I feel it three time defensive play of the year. I love JJ Watt. Everybody loves JJ Watt. But I would rather just see a JJ Watt that's just like, without the antics, don't give me the LeBron decision type drama. Just, dude, you're a football player. I mean, it's cool. I'm excited for him and Chandler Jones to do their thing. So, it would have been really cool if he went to Cleveland, him and Miles Garrett on opposite sides. Five and a half sacks last season. J.J. Watt is really just a name more than anything. I well, is, that, is that not crazy for me to say? No, I don't think it's crazy. People people would be gasping. People will be gasping at that take. But at the same time, I completely agree. J.J. Watt is not very impressive. He's always injured. I mean, bro, bro go look at the man. <laughs> We're on the go, same page. Find me the tape of this man not injured. Because guess what? I think every season past like He's got five a different seasons, brace on. he has a brace. Of that arm sort. brace has been getting bigger season by season. Just gets more. <laughs> He's breaking the bionic. same. Same arm. <laughs> they just keep adding accessories to it each year. Eventually, I mean, he's gonna. He looks like Gronk. You remember Gronk his last season with Patriots? I said he he's the defensive two, Gronk. Dude. He had two arm braces. He couldn't move his arms. I don't know how he caught football. I swear he had like a hand brace too. I swear he had like a cast. <laughs> Gronk running around neck braced up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, how, there, was, there was a video neck. of you on a boat yesterday and swimming trunks pounding beers. Why are you in a body cast? <laughs> Oh my gosh! Um, and then, uh, obviously, another big one I want to ask you about, Zach. Oh gosh! Came through the wires today. Oh, dude! The Pittsburgh Steelers have decided to re-sign a one-year surprised. contract with Big Ben Roethlisberger at age whatever because it <laughs> looks like he's six hundred. Jesus! I've never heard that at age whatever. Um, dude, I was thoroughly surprised. That notification came on. I was like, what? They did it? It would have been so more exciting to get a new Steeler. Dak Prescott to the Steelers? What a match. I mean, Jerry Jones over there messing around. He's going to lose his quarterback yeah, if no, he doesn't was, sign him. That's what I'm saying. No, they they tagged him. They already tagged him again. I mean, Poor that's Dak. cool for him. He's going to make $31 million. I mean, but yeah, there's no guarantee on Sean the- to the Panthers. Make it happen. Make it happen. There was interest from the 49ers in Teddy Bridgewater. Make it happen. Come on. just Can we get all these quarterbacks moving already? Mm-hmm. It needs to happen. I want it to I don't happen. want Jimmy G. No. There was interest from Teddy Bridgewater and the 49ers as the backup, so we would trade him for assets to send to Houston for Deshaun. This is what you need to do. I'm let, let you know. This is my proposition to the Panthers fans. What you want to happen, get Deshaun. You would win you everybody over. You have to give up. Listen, you're going to have to do it, but it's not a big deal because running three backs are useless. And McCaffrey. Nowadays. Give up McCaffrey. Don't give up three first rounds. You give up a second round for this year. That way you keep your first round pick for this year. You're not getting Deshaun without the first. No, you give up the first for next year and the year after. Oh, that's cool. Two first. Two first. McCaffrey, McCaffrey a, second, a second. My left shoe. And a, give him a tackle. Give him a young tackle. That way they can work on a tackle for the, their guy. You know? Take whatever you want. Give us Deshaun Watson. Get Deshaun. And then in the draft with your number one pick, you pick up a wide receiver. No, no. You had 2,000-yard receivers last year. You get offensive linemen. You don't want Deshaun running for his life. You don't want him you hurt. You have an offensive you, line. Teddy Bridgewater. It, it could be better. Off, it it can, could your be, offensive line can always be you better. You always improve. If you can draft a first-round offensive tackle. line talent. 
I know Oregon has a mean tackle that's out there. So you get me Deshaun and some blocking. You throw to DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and you draft a running back. It's own. It's, it's a better better plan than what Mel Kiper throws out for the draft for the Panthers. It's on like Donkey Mac Deshaun. Jones at number eight, guys. That's what Mel Kiper feels. You for want you. me to not be a Panthers <laughs> fan next year? Draft Mac Jones at eight. But Devontae Smith said he's better than two. <laughs> That's probably true. If you want me to not be a Panthers fan, draft Mac Jones at eight. I reiterate. All right, Zach. One last NFL news, but this really may not be exactly football news. Football. But Baker Mayfield has reported that he and his wife or girlfriend, I don't know which one, saw a UFO. Is this real or bogus, Zach? I think Baker Mayfield needs to be ready for a random drug screen. Oh, oh man. That's so true. I didn't even think about that. He is definitely going to be on the radar for the drug screenings. I think NFL said you can smoke weed, didn't they? Or is that NBA? NBA. During the bubble situation, they weren't testing things. No, they're done now, too. Oh, well, how about them apples? Hey, it's better to have them smoking joints than popping Vicodin, so. Depending on what state they live in. Oh, they got addresses and different zip codes. Come on now. (laughs) They all have vacation homes in California. Yes, yes. Everyone lives in California. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Guys, anyways. So, Zach, anything else in the NFL? No. Mm. No? All right. Something might come to me. Well, Zach, before we get out of here, obviously we are now in March. It is third month crazy time. It is time for the madness. Oh. It's coming. Oh. We're right around the corner. We got Crazy. the final week this weekend of uh, Power 5 conference uh, games, and then we'll get into conference tournaments for them. Uh, we'll all this weekend for the lower-tier conferences or smaller conferences will be entering their their tournaments. Uh with us going into that, I figured I, we would talk a little bit about what the bracket's looking like, what the couple teams that may be surging, if you will, a couple teams that may not be doing as hot as they need to right now to make the tournament. Um, so, obviously, let's start at the top of Zach. Do you know... Jeez. Who is the last remaining undefeated team of the 2021 season well if i had the rankings in front of me which i don't <laughs> i would say it's probably the 24 and 0 gonzaga bulldogs number one in the realm probably the best choice so yes that's your gonzaga when's the last time okay zach this is a question for you when's the last time you had an undefeated champion any knowledge? I feel like you told me this. I gave you a little hint. And I feel I'm feeling like Stu Gods that I can't remember that you tell me things. Uh, isn't it like the 70s, dude? It was in 76, 76. And this is I was actually at talking to Andy about this, and he informed me. I thought it was going to be UCLA because UCLA obviously oh, early wooden. 60s, early 70s had a fantastic team. The old John Wooden. Exactly. But it happened to be the 76 Indiana Hoosiers. Ooh, Hoosierville. So, uh, 
Shout out the Hoosiers. But yes, the Zags looking to do it in 2021, go undefeated through the entire conference tournament. And hopefully the tournament, we'll see what happens, though. The the Bulldogs look really good. Uh, the second-ranked Baylor Bears lost and then were able to bounce back and win the regular season of the Big 12 uh, against West Virginia this past weekend in an overtime win. Uh, so Baylor, they're still going to be a for number one uh, seed of the tournament, along with Michigan and Illinois just made their way, pushed their way up there into it. Um, so number one Illinois seed. Fighting Illini. The final line, man, I like that. And they did it without their best player. Best player has been injured for most of the end of the season. Hopefully they're hoping to get him back towards the end of the conference tournament and regular, uh, you know, uh, NCAA bracket, uh, March, March Madness tournament. So that's their hope. But we'll see what happens with the Illini, uh, fighting Illini. Um, Wolverines, Michigan Wolverines were dominating the Spartans. They're tonight. number two in the AP. They're number dude. two in the AP, but they're proud. They're not exactly. The, the people are liking. Uh, Baylor still more than them just because Baylor had that overtime win against West Virginia on the road. Um, on and, the you know, road. people always have good respect, big respect for West Virginia in basketball season. Um, they're a good team. They still got the coach that wears the warm ups. I do believe he's still there. Awesome. I don't know. What's his, his name? name? I have no idea. He's been there the whole time. He's been there for a long time, that's for sure. Um, so, uh, Clemson, Zach. I was looking through six. their record through through the uh, rankings, potential matchups currently. Um, you got the Clemson Tigers, a seven seed in the bracket, would be intriguing having them up there. That's pretty high ranking, I feel like, for yeah. your Tigers. Um, Florida State is going to win the ACC regular season, so and they're hoping to win, make a push in the uh, ACC tournament. But they're probably going to make the bracket. They're sitting at away. eleven right now. They're good. Florida State's really good. They've got a lot of. They've won a lot of good games. Been a tough team um, to to beat, especially with them when they're on the when they're at home. They've been dominant as hell. Um, but that's a good team. Uh, SEC regular season winner of the champion of the of the, of the season. Alabama. They were ranked six. Um, Bama's good, dude. Listen, as a Georgia fan, I'll let you know they're pretty freaking good. They hit 23 threes against us and scored 115 points. They're pretty freaking good and can go off. That's NBA numbers. Bro, I'll let you know. Watch out for Bama. They can make a run, possibly. Um, In the SEC coming out there, you also got Missouri's looking good. Tennessee's a team that a lot of people liked at the beginning of the season. They have been downtrending, not able to score a lot of points. Um LSU's a team that's sort of on and off, wishy-washy. Uh, so, but at the same time, they're probably still going to make it in the tournament. And then, obviously, you'll have a bunch of the the automatic bids coming in from the conference tournaments over this uh, next weekend and week. Uh, so, definitely keep an eye on those. Be watching them. Uh, I'm excited, Zach. We were talking, me, Andy, uh, Paul. We're probably going to do a little bracket, a little money pool. Hmm. Entertainment purposes. This would actually. be a great year for me to play. I mean, come on, man, make a bracket. I think everybody should make a bracket because it's so simple and it's one of the most easy things to do. As far as like, you get to. It's not like fantasy football where you got to check it all the time. You literally make your let picks, it ride, let it ride. So, um, <laughs> let it ride. Let it ride. But anyway, <laughs> you're trying to um, go to casino. So yeah. <laughs> um, I think with the bracket though. Uh, one thing I did want to point out, I was talking to Andy about it. 
because uh, like you know I was trying to, I've, I've got to get a we I want to get a better feel for the bracket how they do the rankings and stuff as far as like where they put people in seeds um, and Andy said so <laughs> some of it is based off analytics and it just sort of frustrated me for a moment Zach and I wanted to ask you how do you feel about like even in the NBA you watch NBA all the time it's just like everything is so analytics driven nowadays and I'm like you know we see it in the in the NBA all the time we talk about analytics and stuff bro last year AD and LeBron are the best two players on the court that's who won the championship so sometimes it's just that simple like you want to know what analytics you want to know who analytics says the most efficient player in basketball is it's your 7 foot 7 Seven foot five giants to go out there and they never miss a shot because when they get it, they drop the ball in the net. Analytics will tell you you should have five of those guys on the court at once. What does the court look like? You have Steph Curry running around at 6'2", shooting for threes from all over the place. Damian Lillard pulling up from half court, and they're the league leaders. It's a shooter's league. Analytics don't account for everything. You can take analytics in the same hand that you have the Phoenix Suns and, <laughs> and throw that stuff out. Put them over here. Just throw it away. Listen, I'm personally, I'm with you. I don't think, I think analytics drives some of it. I think you can look at analytics, but in reality, man, I'm thinking when you're picking teams for a bracket, when you're picking teams for, like in the NBA, man, when we're talking what teams get in the playoff and what teams don't get in the playoff, it's based on how many games you won. Ain't based on you play to the, win, you play to the, win game. the games. This is why college football is such a great season, is because it's 12 games. Every single game matters. It matters if you lose. Well, some in, of the games. In this well, college, this they all co- matter. Some of them are boring. And this is a weird blowouts. college basketball season, weird bracket with the pandemic going on, obviously. Some teams have not played a lot of games. Mm-hmm. LSU has like played probably 10 games less than like over half the sec has Mm -hmm. but somehow they're still like you know i just don't understand that exact that's what frustrated but we're driving off the analytics so if you make a couple more buckets more consistently i guess you get in Mm -hmm. that's how it works Mm-hmm. Um, no mid-range is what analytics gets you yeah dude zero mid-range pull a three or dunk the ball that's your options i live in the mid-range I love mid-range shots. Little runners. Turnarounds. Fadeaways. Post them up, man. Get a man on the block. How am I supposed to shoot from the elbow if I can't shoot mid-range? I do remember back in the day, I'd watch occasional basketball games when I was younger, and I would see, you know, I remember just vividly a dude being posted up on the block, and you get the ball, and then he'd go to work on the block, and nobody does that anymore. Nobody works the block. I'm like, you know, it's a good spot. Very solid spot to go work. It's so sad, man. Dwight Howard was top two players in the league at one point. I remember vividly. It was like, oh, my God, Dwight Howard's playing. He's going to go off. (laughs) And look at him now. He's still playing. He's doing all right. Still playing. But he's obsolete. Shaq might not have been obsolete because he would have been like Giannis and like unstoppable. But... Shaq just like let his body go. Like if like young Shaq got drafted like right now, he'd probably still be good. Well, it's it's actually like a, a good example of this is uh the idea that Joakim Noah uh retired this week 
uh, he finally decided to retire. And that sort of is like the, the ideal example of that type of guy that just is obsolete in the league. And I was actually going to question off that. Do you think he's going to have a Hall of Fame career at all? No. Uh, no. See, I think he does. Do you want to know why, Zach? Isn't he a two-time defensive? He's a two-time defensive player of the year, maybe just one. But NBA Hall of Fame or, or Basketball Hall of Fame encompasses it's your entire the basketball Hall career. Of fame. He's a two-time and college champ. Two-time college champ. He's won. I think he's won. Uh, you know, multiple things over in the uh, in the. Uh, European leagues um, and then NBA he's been defensive player either once or twice of the year um, so yeah I think joking though and dude like 20 people get into the NBA Hall of Fame every year I was gonna say Hall of Fame though and dude 20 people every single year Hall it's of that fame, easy though? like bro, they put I go look up the Hall of Fame I promise you'll find some people worse than Joakim Noah in there maybe you're in the Hall of Fame I may be making the Hall of Fame soon contributions to basketball if I shoot two threes and I only make one of them I bet I still make the Hall of Fame 50% 50% they would love it it's all about analytics Zach. Mm-hmm. at one point I had played Call of Duty Warzone for the first time Joined in, won the first time, won the game. Never it was one for one. I was like, I just need to delete the game. Why would I play another one? I get a positive to just K- be let down. Yeah, I get a positive KD ratio. And I never touch the game again. Yeah, I mean, come on now. It's about scoreboard. Scoreboard. <laughs> All right, episode seventy-four. Seventy-four. Athlete Zach, do you have any thoughts? Any ideas? It was a limited one this week when I looked it up. I had no idea. I got nothing. I, the seventy, the number seventy four is not significant. I'm going to educate y'all guys. All right, let's well, let's talk about defensive end Merlin Olson. Oh gosh, I love the name. First off, Merlin, Merlin. old man name. That's Olsen. nobody's name, Merlin anymore. But defensive tackle, the wizard, played for the Rams, retired 1976, and tied with Bruce Smith for. Uh, most Pro Bowl selections at 14. He's also retired uh, or a career Hall of Famer. Uh, member of the Fearsome Foursome. Did you know, <laughs> you know, though, that is one of the greatest defensive lines in NFL history. Run Defensive Rookie of the Year, uh, 1962, when he was drafted. Yeah, I remember watching him like it was yesterday. Old Merlin Olsen, guys. Man with two old, old people names. The Wizard. Some people call him the Wand. The Wand. (laughs) I don't think they did, but they should That was his move. He did the Wand. It was a swim move. (laughs) The Wizard, Merlin. Look it up. (laughs) Follow us. See you next week. Koozies. Koozies. On the way. On the way. T-shirts on the way. Check it out. Check out the website. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to a very moody sports show with Daniel Moody and Zach Whittington. Stay tuned next week for more hot takes and good predictions. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow on Apple iTunes and Spotify, a very moody sports show. And also on social media, Moody Sports Page. That's M-O-O-D-Y Sports Page, all one word, on social media. And check out our website, MoodySportsPage.com. See you next week, guys.